I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Happy New Year if you're listening to this shortly after it's released. I had the idea for this topic from a reporter request. Topic was, why haven't short workouts caught on? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? I think that's kind of in my wheelhouse. Especially since my most recent book is literally called The Micro Workout Plan. So I said, this is perfect. This is a great topic for a podcast. And we get specific and just continue to hammer home the message and that's part of the problem that I will get to one of the seven reasons that they haven't caught on and I've contributed to so many articles even before yeah before I wrote that book because I've been doing micro workouts essentially since I was 14 or 15 starting with push-ups, sets of push-ups throughout the day, not all at once, not only at the gym. And again, this is not an all or nothing proposition as we are, you are so often bombarded with in the media that you have to do an hour, you have to do a half hour, you have to do, you know, high intensity or you have to go to the gym. No, no. <laughs> no, not when it comes to longevity, not when it comes to health, and not when it comes to weight loss. And there are so many studies into this, which makes me laugh a little bit, because the first one that I'm going to read to you, and I'm not going to go into these studies, I'm just going to give you some of them. And in my book, The Micro Workout Plan, it's filled with studies, if you look at the back. A, a little disappointed. Um, you know, it's a collaborative effect, uh, collaborative uh, project. When you work on a book, you know, if you have a publisher, you have editors, and, you know, a lot of people working on it. And I wanted those studies within the text. I mean, obviously doesn't make for as pleasurable reading, I would say, for many. Uh, but I would rather... It have been right there, but they're there. They're in the back of the book. So there are so many studies. I wrote that book a couple of years ago, uh, and there continue to be so many studies into the benefits of short workouts. I just did a TV segment a couple of days ago. Fox here in New York, short workouts. And I gave you and continue to give you short workouts, like five minute workouts, one minute workout, 10, 15. And that's also one of the reasons they haven't caught on that I'll get to. You don't know what to do, <laughs> right? But let me just read a couple just to hammer home again. Uh, not only that there are so many studies into the benefits of shorter workouts, but, <laughs> you know, it starts with studies like this. This is January of 2022. Just came out. The title, Exercise Snacks, A Novel Strategy to Improve 
cardio metabolic health. I have a little problem with the term novel, which means new. Now, sure, we can debate and go back and forth on, you know, on the benefits and, and how big they are. And that's kind of one of the issues that comes up in these studies, but easily debunked, right? When it's the cumulative effect and we're talking about really short workouts and relatively infrequently. So I would argue that any effect is a good thing. And it's the cumulative effect of these smaller effects that works. That's a healthy lifestyle. But there, I just brought up that term snack. So, you know, words matter. And especially in the media, they have to come up. You know, it's not variation. They have to call it muscle confusion. And so they're going to call it or often do call it exercise snacks. I call it micro workouts. And this is where the confusion comes in. And I get it. You know, is a micro workout the same as a snack? (laughs) It doesn't matter in the end. I always jump ahead. It doesn't matter. We need to move. We need to do all of these things. It, no workout is too short is the takeaway. And it goes to what your goals are, of course. But it all adds up. All right, so this study, Exercise Snacks, a novel strategy to improve cardiometabolic health. This was and is in Exercise uh, Sports Sciences Review, January uh, 2022, as I said. And they defined, just pulled one little nugget from this study. It was more about the headline for you guys. Uh, And uh, they say, we define exercise snacks as isolated uh, one minute or less bouts of vigorous exercise performed periodically throughout the day. All right. Isolated one minute or less bouts of vigorous exercise formed uh, performed periodically throughout the day. As I will say over and over again, this is evolution, right? This is what we did. You sprinted for 30 seconds to you get away from something or you sprinted for 60 seconds to catch something. And you did that throughout the day. You didn't go to the gym. Now, I just talked about on a recent podcast how, yeah, our world is so devoid of movement that we need to go to a gym, that we need to ride bikes that go nowhere to make up for it. So we have to put it into that context as well. But isolated snacks, uh, vigorous exercise periodically throughout the day is is what we evolved to do. Okay. Uh, Another study. Uh, This was January 2019, again, pretty recent, uh, Applied Physiology, Nutrition, and Metabolism. And this study's title is, Do Stair Climbing Exercise Snacks, they used it again, Improve Cardiorespiratory Fitness? Okay, kind of similar, cardiorespiratory, cardiometabolic health, but these are numerous different benefits, right? Got the word cardio in there, but they're looking at different things. Uh, I'm going to read you the par- a paragraph from this study. We investigated the effect of stair climbing exercise snacks on peak oxygen uptake. 
okay? Sedentary young adults were randomly assigned to perform three bouts a day, three times people, of vigorously ascending a three-flight stairwell, 60 total steps, separated by one to four hours of recovery. And they did this three days a week for six weeks. On uh, And they had another uh, control group, non-training control group, uh, just 12 subjects in each. Okay, it's not a huge pool of people. Uh, but uh, peak oxygen uptake was higher in the climbers after the intervention, suggesting that stair climbing snacks are effective in improving cardiorespiratory fitness. Although, I love this, outlined this, or I'm sorry, underlined this. Although the absolute increase was modest. We're talking peak oxygen uptake and we're talking three times a day of three flights of stairs for just six weeks. It's rare that I say just, right? I'm going to talk about that. I don't like the word just when it comes to exercise, but I will say it here when you say modest. Guess what? <laughs> modest gains over time leads to big gains leads to enormous gains i mean this goes exactly to what i talk about when i started in this industry so many years ago and you've heard the advice just take the stairs park farther away no one really does it when I went into New York City to do, I'm just outside the city, to do that TV segment. It was a 9 a.m. segment. I'd take the train in from outside New York. I had to bring in dumbbells. <laughs> I posted on Facebook that I'm pretty sure I was the only one on the train with dumbbells in their bag. And when I got to the same train station, Grand Central, that I've talked about on many other occasions, there are stairwells next to the escalators. And there is a line to get on the escalators and the stairwells are next to empty. There's a couple people, couple people like myself who take them, but you just sat on the train for an hour and then what are you going to do? You're going to take a couple steps, you're going to get on an escalator and then you can go to your office, you're going to sit all day. So this is literally a study that shows that taking the stairs matters. And this is for cardio. It, we're not even getting into like all of the other benefits. Feeling better. Stress reduction. Better performance during the day. Cognitively. Burning some calories. Feeling better about yourself and making better potential food choices. I am so off on a tangent here, but it's it's for a reason. Three times, three flights of stairs, six weeks, okay? Not modest, in my opinion. Wouldn't use that term. Yes, we could go deeper into the, you know, how high the peak oxygen uptake uh, improvement was. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The fact that there's any improvement, we're done. Uh, just a couple more studies. Uh, I, this one is in my book, uh, is interval training the magic bullet for fat loss, a systematic review and meta-analysis comparing moderate intensity continuous training with high intensity interval training. 
Okay, just threw this one in there because this is a micro workout. It's not going uh, to the gym necessarily. This was in the British Journal of Sports Medicine again in 2019. And interval training is like what? A lot of exercises done, little rest, uh, just moving, keeping moving, keeping that heart rate elevated. So many different ways to do that. And the takeaway from this one was uh, both interval training and moderate intensity continuous exercise reduce body fat. Interval training, however, uh, provided almost 29% greater reduction in absolute fat mass. So we've already in, what, 12 minutes talked about cardiometabolic health, cardiorespiratory fitness. I talked about, you know, anxiety, the cognitive benefits of exercise. uh, And now we're talking about fat loss. These are all good things. Two more quick, uh, you know, study type um, looks at shorter workouts. And I mentioned this quickly on uh, the TV segment. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Nature and Medicine Journal 2022. They found uh, three, again, three short bouts of exercise, one to two minutes per day showed a 38 to 40% reduction in all-cause and cancer mortality risk and a 48 to 49% reduction in cardiovascular um, death mortality or mortality risk. Okay, so now (laughs) we've talked about all-cause death. We've talked about improvement in cardiorespiratory, cardiometabolic. We've talked about fat loss. And finally, one more that goes to dying. Researchers at the University of Utah School of Medicine found that people who got up and moved around for at least two minutes for every hour of sitting had a 33% lower risk of dying. Is that a modest improvement? I don't think so. So let's finish with the extreme. Death. Two minutes just getting up. And if I remember correctly... I think they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. You could do jumping jacks. You could go walk around. You could do stairs. You just had to move. Do we call that an exercise snack? Like, let me just start by saying I, I when I hear the term exercise sna- snack, I'm just being honest, as I always am. I have a negative. It, it, it hits me negatively. And I think it's because the term exercise is a negative to so many people and then say exercise snacks i want to get i want to get away from that this is this is called healthy living it's called healthy living moving more moving throughout the day sure you know we can talk about the definition of exercise and how it's purposeful and blah 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 but like i want to get away from that too you know you look at the blue zones people who live really long really productive really happy lives long lives and quality years in those longer lives 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 (laughs) getting worked up they don't go to the gym for the most part and that's not to say again that we're not going to i go but we need to move we need to value The, the huge takeaway from all of this is that we need to value these shorter workouts and I don't even want to call them workouts. I'm going to call it healthy living, you know, as as the final takeaway. But let's get right into the uh, the seven quick 
reasons that I believe, that I know, <laughs> short workouts haven't caught on. Number one, it's hard to sell. I know this firsthand, okay? It's selling a concept rather than a product, right? Now, I turned it into a product with a book, and there are so many workouts. You got you can go, you know, Google my name and short workouts, and you're gonna get some some, I would argue, really good shorter workouts, anywhere from a minute to eight minutes, ten minute workouts. I've done for myself and for other companies, millions of views thanks to COVID and things like that. But it's hard to sell. It's hard to sell. It's like trying to sell a push-up. I remember when you know, first started working for one of these fitness companies as an advisor, and I was talking about body weight uh, exercises. I'll never forget this. And someone, um, I think it was a live stream or something, they said, how are you allowed to talk about uh, body weight workouts when this is for a fitness company that sells equipment? <laughs> Such a great point. And the fact that they asked, I go, because because I, I don't work for anyone and with anyone that doesn't allow me to speak the truth. And I use machines and I use body weight, but I'm never going to say to you, oh, you have to only use this equipment. It's all about free weights or it's all about this machine. No, it's about doing it all. It's about doing it all. So selling this concept of short workouts, it's hard. It's hard to monetize for the, the fitness industry that wants to sell you a lot of stuff frequently, often overpriced. All right, and this leads directly to number two. I already said it. This is, uh, it's hard to sell the concept and then it's hard for the fitness industry to monetize into their products. Now, they're getting better thanks to the internet, thanks to social media, and thanks to Zoom and things like that. Yeah, so now you're getting the shorter workouts, so they can literally sell you the shorter workouts. But even then, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Extremes are easier. It sounds so counterintuitive, but it is absolutely true. Going on a fad diet is easier than eating two, two cookies. Doing a, well, I'm going to say, a, you know, friend yesterday asked me about dry January. Listen, alcohol, up to you. If you have an issue with it, then you don't, ha then you don't do it. But easier to take a month off than learn how to have one to two glasses, one to two drinks. It's easier. It just is. Excessive moderation is way more challenging. Okay? And I've told this story when I was pitching the micro workout plan and we were a conference call with my publisher and a bunch of unknown faces that I've yet to see, 20-somethings. And I said, you know, we were still thinking about the title and I said, I really like excessive moderation. And some 20-something said, that's the dumbest title, the worst I've ever heard, and I'm a fitness enthusiast. <laughs> I was like, good for you. <laughs> good for you. I get it. Again, fitness enthusiast, like, mm, okay, come back and talk to me in 25 years. We'll see if your tune has changed. But it's hard. I get it. Excessive moderation. Extremes are easier. Sell me something. Sell me something short-term that's, that's really hard, right? Like, oh, my gosh, what were the – all these crazy things you see on the hard whatever. What was it called? The hard 75 you did a show about? Like, come on. But as human beings, that's, that's where people are going to when it's actually goes against, like, 
the Freudian, we avoid pain and seek pleasure. But I'm going to pull a quote from one of the articles when I was doing my little research, as I do on these shows. And one of the articles talking about exercise snacks said, and I quote, such snacks require no gym membership, no special shoes, and no other equipment. There you go. There you go. I'm not selling you my gym. I'm not selling you my special shoes. I'm not selling you anything, generally speaking, other than the book <laughs> or something like that. And that's why I feel so fortunate to be working in the mediums and controlling this podcast and my books for the most part. Uh, and there have been times when, I've said it many times, I'm offered products all the time to uh, you know, talk about get money for, right? For various different, and I won't do it. And I've been asked to put things into my book or uh, books and, and write certain, absolutely won't happen. If I don't believe in it, it's not coming out. It's too important. And that's why selling short workouts are really hard for the fitness industry to monetize. No gym membership, no special shoes. You go, oh, here's your, here's your cross-training shoes for your one-minute workout. No. But I can give you those special shoes for those other workouts, right? Cross-training, trail shoes, minimalist shoes. And there's value to them. Don't get me wrong. But you get my point. Number three, we're impatient. As human beings, we want the quick fix. That will never change. And what will never change is that doesn't work. Not long-term, not now, not ever. Absolutely. Can I put you on a diet where... I can get four or five pounds off you, mostly water weight in a really short amount of time. Absolutely. What does that do? What does it do for your health? What does that do two months from now? What does that do to your metabolism long term? What does that do to your self-efficacy? What does that do to your belief systems in exercise and nutrition? It screws it all up. We're impatient, though. That's why I know that that editor didn't want excessive moderation. We we, we we don't want to take a long time. We want it tomorrow. Okay? Number four. This goes for so much in life. It's because it, it's how we've always done it. It's how we've, we've always done it. What are these exercise snacks? What are these micro-workouts? Although I will say it's not how we've always done it because, again, back to evolution, <laughs> we were doing what I talked about at the start, right? We were doing those isolated one minute or less bouts of vigorous exercise performed periodically throughout the day. It's exactly what we were doing. But that's not what the fitness industry has been selling for decades. Okay? It's been selling the gym. You have to go to the gym. You have to go for an hour. But think about it. If you just take the gym out of that equation, again, I go to the gym. I'm not saying I don't. But if you take the gym out of that equation... You're not doing a five-minute exercise. You're not doing a one-minute. You're not going to the gym to do a minute. You're not going to the gym to do five minutes. You're not going to the gym to do 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes most often. And because I do go to the gym and see that, like, there have always been the vast majority of people wasting time doing things, you know, just bad workouts, not maximizing your time. Now with cell phones, forget it. Forget it. I look around and I'm like, it's easier than ever to, to separate yourself from the crowd by just not having a phone on you. 
I put it in the middle of the room in a bag so I can still hear my music with my Bluetooth headphones, but I can't get to it. Unless I walk across the room, but I'm not looking at it in between sets. I'm there to work and have fun. You can do both. All right? So change is hard. Change is hard in everything. I look at, you know, uh, my football, same football coach that I had in high school, still coaching, 30-some-odd years, super successful. But there's a bunch of exercises and warm-up things and stuff that you go, take those out. But it's how they've always done it. So change is hard. Uh, Number five, this is huge, and this is why I repeat myself to you over and over and over again, but bringing you new information to just build that case for short workouts. People still don't believe it works. Still don't believe it works. And one of the obvious ways we know that, again, words matter. What do I hear people say all day long? I only walked for an hour today. Or I just did, you know, five push-ups. You take those words out of that statement. And as long as those words, see, I know people, if you listen to my podcast in the past, you're like, Tom, you always say that. Yeah, for a reason. The fact that people say that show you exactly the belief system around short workouts. The people think, oh, I didn't go to the gym today. All the New Year's resolutions that are set that involve the gym. And it, like, as I say this over and over, it sounds like I'm completely bashing the gym. I'm not. I'm bashing the belief systems that go with that. You can go to the gym five days a week, seven days a week for two hours a day. And if you don't move and if you don't eat healthy and if you don't have your mental game together, it's not going to make a lot of difference. It's almost analogous to like, you know, if you sit all day, it doesn't matter how much you move. It's, it's not going to undo sitting for 10 hours. And same thing with going to the gym. If you're more specific about what you do, we got to move. Okay. But this is why I continue and will continue to bring you the studies and all these things into short workouts because we got to get there, people. And you can do it all. When you want to go for an hour, whether that is to the gym or outside, awesome. It's a mix of everything, okay? Uh, Number six, two left. Of course, people aren't sure what to do. What's an exercise snack? What's a micro workout? Is that cardio? Is that strength? Is it five minutes? Is it 10 minutes? And as I said at the very beginning, the short answer is it doesn't matter. It's all of the above. It's all of the above. And yes, when I originally had the concept for the micro workout plan, it was more about strength with some cardio mixed in. And it was basically circuit training. But it's a mix. But it was, it was when I was first formulating you know, my opinions and beliefs about micro workouts, it was, it was a little more skewed towards the strength. But then as I looked at the research... And experimented, I realized, you know, it's both. As the studies just showed you, minute or less of vigorous exercise, that's cardio. That's not strength. And I've talked to some, don't want to name them, <laughs> some, you know, pretty darn smart PhD uh, exercise physiologists and the like 
who also will say, no, you have to do five continuous minutes, 10 continuous minutes. No, you don't. Again, it depends on what your goals are. But you're going to get different bouts of different things throughout the day. And you're going to get different results. All right, final one. I always go in directions that surprise myself. Weight loss is still the number one goal. When weight loss is still the number one goal, and, and it's still fine. This is still how you get there. If weight loss is your goal, you do micro workouts, you do everything I've talked about. But people look at calories burned and they think, well, if I only burned 10 calories in this one minute, what's the point? Well, the point is, it's about mental health, it's about cardiovascular health, it's about the cognitive benefits, it's about the accruing of those minutes over time, and oftentimes you don't do anything because you can't get to the gym for an hour, and so you end up doing nothing. So weight loss should always be a goal, being a healthy weight should always be a goal, but when it's the primary goal, you're going to say just and only. You're not going to believe that the minutes matter, and so we need to get away from that going to leave you with this. Why do you want to do more? Why why do you want to do more? It's it's it, this industry and human nature and human behavior I'm still puzzled. That's why I still study it and I love it. I love all of this. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's frustrating as I said during my Jack Lane show. It's frustrating. It's it's totally counterintuitive to me when I tell a client, no, I'm not asking you to do this crazy workout. No, I'm not asking you to do this long workout. I'm asking you for consistency and frequency and variation of shorter workouts. And when and if you have the time, absolutely go do it. When you want to go to the gym, go. But do like I do. Set of 100 crunches. Takes a couple minutes. Do different variations, sets of four sets of 25. I'll do a minute plank a couple times throughout the day. I'll do some back extensions. I'll walk the dogs and I'll go to the gym. But it's the combination of all those things and it's all connected. Final quote from one of the articles again on exercise snacks this was one of the recent ones and one of the researchers said about exercise snacks it's a very practical approach (laughs) i just laughed out loud when i read it and i'm not again why be god forbid we're practical God forbid we're practical. And this is what goes to when I talk about, I can read you all the studies in the world, but if you don't do it, if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't fit into your lifestyle, if you don't like it, then who cares? If I tell you this one drink is the best thing for your health, and there's a bunch out there, uh, things, you, you know. And I, listen, I've had like protein shakes and things like that with clients. And I say, you know, yes, this will help with weight loss. Yes, this will help with muscle building. And they'll be like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> So if you're not, I get it. If you're not going to do it, it doesn't matter how much that thing works. But the fact that like we're literally saying, well, it's a practical approach. I don't want practical. I want crazy. I want really hard. I want unattainable. I don't want practical. Practical works, people. 
All right, enough. There's so many more studies. I'm going to continue to bring these to you. But I want you to just grasp the totality of all of the different benefits that I went through. And these uh, are by no means an exhaustive list. Cardiometabolic health, cardiorespiratory fitness, fat loss, right? All of these different benefits. It's, it's, it's doable. And that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom H. Fit Instagram, Tom H. Fit Twitter. Reach out, questions, comments. Love to hear from you. You can go to teamholland.com as well. Email me through the site. Lots of info about me there and upcoming events and things like that. The micro workout plan, I'm going to pitch it to you. Uh, most recent book, um, buy it anywhere on Amazon. And again, huge help if you have read it and you review it. Uh, that's super helpful to authors. Uh, also helpful, it is a new feed here, Fitness Disrupted 2.0. So if you could subscribe, follow, rate, uh, whatever you can do to support the show is also greatly appreciated. I'm going to bring you the best information and that's it. That's it. I'm going to continue to drive home these messages till you go, I get it. And I'm figuring it out on my own. And, I'm, I, and by on my own, I mean your journey taking all this information and finding your plan, a plan that works for a lifetime. All right, going to leave you with Jack Lane. I love ending the show now with this uh, interview I did with him many years ago on my radio show. Just some great words of Jack, all right? Thank you for listening. I'm Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist. Remember, there are three things we all control, how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind, and that is awesome. I hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listening to Tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth, you. 